Hello, and welcome to the Sullivan County Democrat Podcast, brought to you by the Kitchen Table Cafe in Calicoon, New York. Stop by their Lower Main Street location or check out their Instagram to see what fresh in-house baked goods they're cooking up. I'm Managing Editor Joe Abraham, and here are this week's top news stories. According to Forbes, there's approximately $1.75 trillion in total student loan debt, including federal and private loans in the United States. The average borrower owes $28,950. A new program for Sullivan County residents who choose to attend SUNY Sullivan will lower the amount of student debt they accumulate. Last Thursday, county legislators established the Sullivan Promise Tuition-Free Scholarship Program, providing SUNY Sullivan with up to $300,000 annually. The program begins in the 2022-23 academic year. The scholarship will cover the full tuition and fees of every county resident who graduates high school in 2022 and are admitted to SUNY Sullivan beginning in the fall of 22, including GED students and homeschoolers for one year of full-time study in a degree program. Interested students must submit a financial aid application. There is a two-year residency requirement and recipients must maintain a 2.5 GPA while enrolled at the college. The county and college, according to SUNY Sullivan President Jay Quaintance, are the first in the state to offer such a program. Quaintance said the idea behind the program is twofold. Quote, one is we recognize broadly that college degree attainment has a very positive effect on a populace and on the community in which our residents live, Quaintance said. Quaintance cited several examples like decreased public health issues as well as increased earning possibilities and housing opportunities. It is a positive in every way if someone goes to college, said Quaintance. The other factor is that every time a county resident chooses to go to a community college outside of Sullivan County, the county has to pay half that person's tuition. The same goes for county residents who attend the Fashion Institute of Technology, the only four-year institution where that applies. Quaintance said, quote, if we can keep them here, then it's a win for everyone. We'll see college attainment go up, student debt go down, and increased opportunities for employment and economic development. More info on the new scholarship program can be found on the college's website. Over in Smallwood, B-Side Habitat, a company based out of Quebec, Canada, has been proposing a camping development on Pine Grove Road just outside of Smallwood in the town of Bethel. Alex Ouellette, vice president of B-Side, told the Democrat that those plans have been scrapped. Things have moved on because unfortunately the long approval process with the town is making us run out of time and the owner of the property decided not to renew the sales contract, Ouellette said. It's sad because it was a lot of work, but we wish the best for this land and for the people of Smallwood. Carol Malick, a Smallwood resident and realtor for the property owner, told the Democrat that her client received a higher, no-contingency offer and the contract for B-Side was running out. The B-Side project has been a controversial topic in Smallwood. The Smallwood Civic Association and the Smallwood Aware Residence Team, also known as SMART, organized over the past several months to oppose the development, showing up in large numbers at a town planning board meeting last December when B-Side was on the agenda. Put simply, this is an environmentally sensitive land part of an important watershed and worthy of conservation, said Sharon Silverman, Smart Steering Committee member. If developed as proposed, this massive development will have significant adverse effects on the hamlet of Smallwood and our lake. For this and for reasons related to Smallwood's population density and substandard road system, we believe this is the wrong project for the wrong part of town. 
Peaside developers said their project would have preserved the majority of the 800-acre property, also known as Hemp Meadow Estates. The 200 acres they plan to develop would have contained single-family cabins on five-acre lots, as well as other short-term rentals and camping amenities. Concerned residents said they're not opposed to development, but were opposed to the location of this particular project. Lawn signs have appeared along roadways and in front of homes in Smallwood over the past several weeks, saying the project would pollute the nearby lake, build a recreational vehicle park, cause excessive traffic, and other detrimental impacts. Ouellette pushed back against that characterization. She said there was never a plan to include an RV park, but their type of project falls under Chapter 120 of Bethel's Town Code entitled Campgrounds and Recreational Vehicle Parks. There was a lot of misinformation going on, Ouellette said. Some Smallwood residents remain skeptical. Clay Rudy, Smart Steering Committee member, said property rights travel with approvals. As it stands now under Bethel zoning, the application for the campsites as part of this project would allow for an RV park. Should the developer seller convey the rights to this project to future owner or operator, who has made no representation that there will not be an RV park, could then use the property in this manner. Barring an explicitly stated prohibition on the site plan, an RV park is in the offing. Bethel Supervisor Dan Sturm said the next step in the project would have been B-Side appearing before the town board to seek a waiver regarding their septic system, but that was before B-Side told the Democrat they were moving on. Sturm said he would make a statement regarding B-Side at the next town board meeting. Any future plans for the property were unclear as of press time, but Smallwood residents remain concerned about population density and the local watershed. Silverman said, quote, We think it is advisable, necessary, and entirely viable that the 800 acres of Hemp Meadow Estates become part of a forever wild or some other kind of conservation easement. Jonathan Hyman, president of the Smallwood Civic Association, said they are committed to the long-term sustainability of Mountain Lake and its ecosystem, saying, quote, We are a lake community, and without it, we are just another development. He said that even prior to the B-Side project, their board was engaged in water testing and other issues related to the health of Mountain Lake. Any effort at land preservation that provides a buffer for our lake is something the Civic Association supports, he said. Ouellette said that B-Side is considering other properties in New York, but there's nothing currently confirmed. Ouellette said, quote, in a perfect world, this land would have been 100% protected. We think that our conservation ratio was probably the second best scenario. We just hope that the property is going to fall into good hands. Increased traffic in Rock Hill was one of the many concerns that residents and members of the Thompson Planning Board had about the proposed sizable commercial warehouse being developed by Glen Wild Land Company LLC at the most recent Thompson Planning Board meeting on April 13th. On a dead-end road that is Rock Hill Drive with residential homes, a pet shelter, and an egg distribution center, the developer wants to build 560,000 square feet of warehouse space in two buildings, forming the Avon Commercial Park. The planning board continued lengthy discussions on what traffic patterns in the hamlet would look like once the proposed Avon warehouse is built and the potential for trucks coming in and out of the facility. While the New York State Department of Transportation review of a revised traffic study that was conducted in Rock Hill is still pending, the developer is proposing two traffic traffic stoplights, one on Katrina Falls Road and another on Glenwild Road. The developer added that the new turning lanes would alleviate traffic in the area. However, in a letter written to the Thompson Planning Board, Town of Thompson Highway Superintendent Richard Benjamin said the changes to the, quote, traffic patterns on Rock Hill Drive may have serious impacts on the businesses and residents of Rock Hill. For Patricio O'Brien's full story on the matter, check out scdemocratonline.com. 
To some big news in the state earlier this week, on Wednesday, the New York State Court of Appeals threw out redistricting maps approved by the Democrat-led state legislature earlier this year. With maps needing to be withdrawn, upcoming primaries are likely to be pushed back until August. The now-void maps had Sullivan County moving from the 19th to the 17th Congressional District, meaning that if re-elected in November, our representative, as of January 1st, 2023, would be Democratic incumbent Mundare Jones, not Antonio Delgado. Also, Sullivan County would have been in the newly redrawn 44th State Senate District instead of the 42nd. In both cases, Republican incumbent New York State Senator Mike Martucci, if re-elected in November, would represent Sullivan County. There were also a few minor changes to the 100th New York State Assembly District, which included the town of Fremont being moved to the 121st Assembly District. The Court of Appeals ruling referenced the state's historic reforms of the redistricting process in 2014, which required the creation of electoral maps by an independent redistricting commission and declared certain, quote, undemocratic practices such as partisan and racial gerrymandering unconstitutional. The ruling stated, quote, no one disputes that this year during the first redistricting cycle to follow adoption of the 2014 amendments, the IRC and the legislature failed to follow the procedure commanded by the state constitution. They added that a stalemate within the IRC resulted in a breakdown in the mandatory process for submission of electoral maps to the legislature. The ruling further stated, quote, the legislature responded by creating and enacting maps in a non-transparent manner, controlled exclusively by the dominant political party, doing exactly what they would have done had the 2014 constitutional reforms never been passed. On these appeals, the primary questions before us are whether this failure to follow the prescribed constitutional procedure warrants invalidation of the legislature's congressional and state senate maps, and whether there is record support for the determination of both courts' district lines for congressional races were drawn with an unconstitutional partisan intent. We answer both questions in the affirmative and therefore declare the congressional and Senate maps void. The Court of Appeals added that judicial oversight is required to, quote, facilitate the expeditious creation of constitutionally conforming maps for the use in the 2022 election and to safeguard the constitutionally protected right of New Yorkers to a fair election. For the full story, as well as reaction from both sides of the aisle, check out today's front page. Finally, Dr. John Morgano is retiring from the Eldred Central School District, calling it the best five years of his professional life. This is the second time Dr. Morgano has retired. He became the interim super at Eldred five years ago after leaving Pearl River School District after more than 40 years. When Dr. Morgano started at the Eldred Central School District, it was one of the most fiscally troubled school districts in New York State, and at one point, the New York State Comptroller's Office visited the district. He said, quote, that's completely turned around. We now have more than 3 million reserves and we're in good shape. After 47 years of working in education, he says it is time to retire and move on with his life, but said the Eldred Central School District is a special place. Eldred Junior Senior High School Principal Tracy Ferreira was appointed to take Dr. Morgano's place at a recent school board meeting. For the entire story, check out today's front page story by Patricio Orbio. That does it for today's episode of the Sullivan County Democrat Podcast brought to you by the Kitchen Table Cafe in Calicoon, New York. We hope everyone has a wonderful weekend and we'll catch up with you again next week. 